This is the Lead Well Podcast. Welcome to the Lead Well Podcast, where we're talking all things leadership, talent, and culture. I'm your host, Chris Hodnett. Joining me today is Missy Darden to help produce this episode, and this is episode four. Our special guest today is operator Karen Arangua of Alameda Avenue FSR in Aurora, Colorado. Karen, how's it going? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for asking. Uh, And welcome to the Lead Well podcast. And today we're going to talk training. We hear that you have a lot of passion around training. It happens to be a really hot topic. So excited to hear Uh, what you've got going on out there in Aurora. But before we dive into training, I'd love to know, like, what's your background? How'd you get into Chick-fil-A? Why Chick-fil-A? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Well, I have been with Chick-fil-A actually um, almost 34 years. It'll be 34 years in October. I uh, started in in Colorado, actually, in Aurora. And um, after about 10 years of working, putting myself through college, I have a degree in biology. I just completely and totally fell in love with the restaurant business and the influence that I started um, seeing kind of the fruits of, of the influence that I had on the team, people coming back and telling me how I had influenced them as well as um, just getting such enjoyment of um, seeing fellowship around a table and um, people enjoying the food. And um, so I decided to stay with Chick-fil-A and I've been an operator now for 23 years and I'm still definitely loving it. Absolutely. Um, I feel like, well, all my kids grew up in Chick-fil-A, they all say. Uh, so I have four children, um, married my high school sweetheart. So stuff in my life just doesn't seem to change that much. Well, we're certainly thankful for your time with Chick-fil-A. And I know your team members are really thankful to have an operator like you. you speaking of team members, we're in a real interesting season right now with this labor shortage. So I'd love to ask, how's the talent situation for you in your restaurant? Um, In all of my time with Chick-fil-A, I have to say this is definitely the most challenged um, that I've ever been in trying to find find people and retain people. Um, It was, we had a very interesting year last year, obviously with COVID, but even with talent, we really just loved on the team so much. And it was the first year that I did not lose one person. Um, obviously because the college students didn't even leave to go away to college, they all did virtual. So we literally had, you know, once March hit and everything started shutting down, we had zero turnover. So then this year, um, we had incredible turnover, uh, in about four and a half weeks, we lost 25 team members, which is about a third of our staff, um, and, you know, it's it's very difficult to recover from that, especially uh, because of the way that we train and onboard people, um, you know, and then just finding people that actually want to come in and work. Uh, even on the, you know, we use Snag as, as a platform to accept applications and a lot of people under, you know, like how many hours do you want to work? How many days a week do you want to work? Both of those are zero. Um, and it's just because they're just filling out applications. So even though we're getting applications in, they're not even viable applications a lot of the time. So it is it is a challenge that um, is definitely stretching us in different ways. We've completely reevaluated the way that we're interviewing, what questions we're asking, what benefits are we offering? Are we offering the right, right wage? Um, so it's definitely stretching us, which that piece I'm thankful for. I always think, 
you know, and th- these times that are the most challenging are the ones where the most growth happens. And, you know, we kind of end up getting back and maybe, you know, shooting beyond the level that we have. And I, and I always believe the pendulum will swing back. Um, it's just swung really far to the other side right now. So certainly a challenge. You mentioned something early on uh, when you were talking about the pandemic and you said, uh, we got into uh, we got into March, and then for the duration of 2020, we didn't lose anybody. But uh, you, the thing that stood out to me is you said we just really loved on our team. We showed them a lot of care, um, and I think that reminds me of something that Sean York says often: is that pay gets them in the door, but the culture is what keeps them. Um, so I'm I'm with you. I'm here's here's hoping that the pendulum does swing. Um, but obviously, uh, we're at a time where, um, really rethinking talent strategy, tactics, strategy, and one of those things is training. I think, uh, the industry has shown us that effective training can help with retention. Uh, so tell me about the training strategy and, and just tell me how training looks at your restaurant. Sure. So, um, I I really think that training is once you've selected the right people, training is an obligation um, for us, and I think it's an obligation um, because it truly is the best way to show care for your team right out of the gate. Um, and I think it backs up our corporate purpose. Um, I I really believe that it is the one thing that will always protect the brand more than anything else. Um, because, you know, if you don't train your people how to wash their hands properly or how to take um, care of the food or how to serve a Chick-fil-A sandwich properly, any of those things, um, how to serve people, we're just never, um, we're never going to truly be able to demonstrate care. And so it's, it is like the foundation of care for everything. Um, so we, we have modified a little bit because of COVID and, you know, we used to do like about 50 hours of training before they even had their very first interaction with a customer. And and for me, it's like the last leg of the hiring process. So it's really a time for us to get to know them, to see how engaged they're going to be. Um, it's a really good marker of what type of team member they're going to be. And so I've terminated people, you know, even within the first couple of weeks of training because they didn't care. They just really had a very... Uh, you know, disregard for the amount of time that we were pouring into them. So, um, you know, when, when you set up such a rigorous training program, it, it certainly is more expensive on the front end. But I think that ultimately you end up saving money because you're really getting to see a team member in action before anything, um, before it can really negatively impact your business. So we start with, and everything builds upon the entire process. Um, so I'm going to kind of give you the process and then I guess tell you a little bit about how we've altered it um, for COVID and kind of um, made it more of a hybrid where they're, you know, sitting and learning, but then they're also being able to work inside the restaurant as an active team member with the team members. And it's been so successful um, because they they feel like they're being more productive than just sitting and learning. And that's been a huge, I guess, one of the things that we learned out of COVID. Um, so every day builds upon the previous day. And we start with food safety and we start with product descriptions and um, we sprinkle in all of our visions and values kind of throughout the whole thing, because when you start thinking about like the corporate purpose and the mission and the restaurant purpose and the restaurant mission and all these things that go into play, it's just too much to shove all of that into one day. Product descriptions, too much to shove into one day. Um, 
and so we we start with food safety and we do a section um, of food safety. Everything is done through pathways with regards to that, including the we've got additional testing on there. And then um, we've got PowerPoints. And so then we do um, product descriptions and we play kind of like an I say, you say game um, with regards to that. We break up the menu. So they start with the original Chick-fil-A sandwich, the nuggets, the strips, the grilled products and um, then they do a fill in the blank quiz with that then we teach them how to ring all those just those items in on the register um, and then um, and then you know they quiz on that and then the next day that they come in which may not be a consecutive day then we build upon that information so we review the previous day's information in those sections and then we add um, new sections to it each day, and then we repractice on the register. So that's kind of how the old program went, and that part we've kept. The thing that we've added into it is with COVID, all of these additional positions appeared um, on front counter because of the dining areas being closed. So things like just having somebody do condiments or just having somebody do beverages. And so we've been able to sprinkle in that active training, um, helping serve outside the cars, helping to do mobile um you know, mobile uh, curbside and things like that. And so that's where we've put the team in. Um, it's, you know, quick and easy to train. It certainly is a high pressure situation, but we've always got a team member there with them. Once we finish food safety, then we um, add in restaurant safety, complete that program, restaurant security. And then we finish the whole thing off with a dinner. Um, it's like a five course Chick-fil-A meal and um, they have no, we tell them come in, no expectations. Um, for training, we sit down and kind of do the second mile service behaviors, uh, refreshing their beverages, peppering their salads. Um, and then I talk to them about, um, and I always am involved in that as well. Um, and we talk to them about, you know, what did they expect when they come, came in and did we meet those expectations or did we exceed those expectations? And of course, they always say you exceeded it. This is nothing like I was expecting. And we ask them how that, you know, how did that feel? Did it feel good? And they say yes. And we're like, that is the feeling we want you to give to our customers where they're walking in with a certain level of expectation, but we're exceeding it. And then we do, um, you know, a component of the service training. Um, and so that really kind of wraps up that, that piece of the training for our front counter staff kitchen looks a little bit different um you know uh, there's we're still kind of working out all of the kinks there's just so much we're really role specializing right now and rewriting that entire training program i heard you mention a lot of tools uh, i love the i say you say game the fill in the blank quiz of course you mentioned pathway and i also heard you use the term we i'm curious who owns training in your restaurant so I do have a training director, um, and he is obviously a big piece of, um, he's he's been a huge asset for getting everything over onto Pathways, like as far as all of our paper quizzes and tests and things like that. Um, he's kind of taken the rubric that I had and really um, kind of reformed it and transferred it over so that we can get everything onto one system. Um, we, we currently, we had a team of trainers as well, um, but over time we've just kind of lost that team. And so we actually just did a round of um, applications um, with the team for that. And so we're looking at rebuilding that team right now. Um, but right now it's, I mean, it's, I've got several people that kind of step in and out of training. You know, we've got team members that will pair up with them. A lot of those people are people that have like applied for the formal um, trainer position. I am curious, uh, have you seen 
your passion around training and these systems, these tools, having some dedicated leadership and training, have you seen that have an impact on retention or, impl- or team member uh, satisfaction at all? I, I definitely um, would say, you know, yes to that. The team members appreciate it tremendously. Um, you know, we've had team members come from other businesses and um, even other Chick-fil-A's and uh, they they're just shocked about the amount of time that we spend training and they appreciate it so much. Um, we've had team members actually even leave and then want to come back because they were not given the training foundation that they were given at our restaurant and they feel like they just don't know how to do their jobs. Um, so that's been, you know, an incredible f- feedback, I think, you know, that the team gives us and certainly confirmation that we're doing the right thing. Karen, I think through the the season, we mentioned it earlier with the labor shortage, and it really feels like speed has become the name of the game. How fast can I reply to applicants? How fast can I get these folks in my restaurant? And how fast can I get them trained to start adding value back to the business And I've seen a lot of innovation going on in this space. I'm curious, you mentioned reinventing yourselves, rethinking uh, specifically back of house. Have you considered or are you exploring any of these like new, innovative, um, fast training or lean training techniques? You know, the problem that I have with kind of the lean training techniques is that it might get them up and going. The problem is when you, fa- there's some things you cannot fast track like product descriptions. I'm a huge like advocate and believer that your team has to know those product descriptions. We're in the restaurant business. And if a team member does not know what a Chick-fil-A sandwich has on it, in it, you know, uh, what sauces, you know, you have all of those things, the, the whole level of service is just going to collapse. And so you, you, yes, you're serving safe food, which is fantastic, but you're not giving any of your team members the right tools to make the food properly or to be able to answer questions to a guest about that. And you cannot expect team members to just learn those product descriptions by osmosis or learn them in a day or expect that they're going to go outside in their busy lives and memorize those types of things, or even things like, you know, properly um, sanitizing, you know, equipment or dishes, or, I mean, there's some things that you just cannot leapfrog over um, or expedite. And so you've got to, I've kind of had the mantra with my team is like, yes, we can kind of speed track these things over here, but this part of training, this needs to be paced. And we, I don't want this sped up because we've got to give them the time to learn it properly so that they can provide the best service properly. And it keeps the business consistent. That's the other problem too, is that when you don't train, your team members will figure out how to get it done the same way that operators figure out how to get it done. Your team does the same thing. And so then you end up getting an inconsistency throughout the entire business about what's what's allowed, what's not allowed, um, because everybody's just doing kind of their own little thing. And, uh, and, and then, like I said, I feel like the whole brand really starts to suffer when you've got four or five people answering it differently, you know, to one customer, if they come in with you five days a week, they go to another Chick-fil-A, another Chick-fil-A is answering questions that should be consistent from Chick-fil-A to Chick-fil-A differently. Um, I just think the whole level of the brand falls and our ability to provide care across all restaurants suffers. I'd love to invite Missy in. Uh, Missy, how, any questions from you for Karen? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um, and Karen, thanks for sharing this with us. I did have a question 
Um, we've heard from the field that some operators are dealing with difficult guests right now um, and, you know, struggling with dealing with those situations. So do you have in your training process any training around to prepare your team members around dealing with difficult guests or any cultural intelligence training built into your training process? That is, yeah, that is a huge need right now for sure um, with regards to just the challenges um, of the the difficulty, um, certainly the more difficult customers that we tend to see um, and just the way that they're challenging us in ways that they've never challenged us challenged us before. So um, we are reincorporating the um, cultural intelligence component. You know, right now we definitely like talk about it when we talk about service, we talk about the herd model. Um, those are those are so timeless, that herd model. And it's definitely you are applying it in a different way, but it still works. And so um, I think the biggest training that we've done that's different is just really talking about how Customers have become more difficult, but it's because of the stress and we don't know what they're going through. And that's an important thing to remember is, you know, they are still people and, um, you know, you've got to almost take the take the emotion out of it in that moment and try to see what they potentially could be going through. You know, maybe they've got somebody in the hospital, you know, that they're they're possibly going to lose from COVID and they're they're just this is the thing that tipped over that we didn't put their sauce in the bag and, you know, using that herd model to really listen and try to um, calm the situation down and provide empathy um, is the, you know, is, is the biggest thing that we really focus on is that empathetic piece. It certainly does not always work and, and it does not work right now with probably those more challenging guests. Um, we just try to support each other in those moments where we've got a guest that really is just being beyond difficult and the herd model is not working at all with them. Um, the key is I'm, I just tell the team, you give them whatever they need, um, irregardless of giving them cash out of the drawer, unless you, you know, get a manager, but, um, you know, one of the leaders to come and help, but, um, give them what they need. Don't worry about it and just have them kind of move along because it's, it's just, the stress is just so heightened right now. Um, that even one person that you've tried to kind of move through in a way that's been good, it's it's not working. So we try to prepare the team in that way, just giving them the understanding that because things are more stressful right now, that they are going to en encounter more difficult customers, but that there are more wonderful customers than not. We give them the tool of the herd model, um, which does help. And we talk about really making sure that they write an empathetic story in their head about what that person could potentially be dealing with. Um, and so those are the big things. The other the other piece is, you know, we had to come up with a code word for customers that are being really difficult that's just not working with at all. And so, um, you know, we have a name and it'll say, you know, we'll say, can this person come out and help us? And that's kind of our code for they need a little bit more help and support from another team member. So those are some of the things that we've implemented, um, emphasis on empathy and then the code word and just ensuring that we're supporting each other. Karen, I'm curious. I've got two questions left for you. I'm really curious. So you've been doing this, working in this business since you were 14 years old. I'm I'm really wanting to know today's generation, like these young employees, these employees that are 15, 16 years old, what's changed? What is their need when it comes to training and learning in the restaurants versus what it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago? I don't think the need for training has changed. I think it's really the how they accept the training. 
that's changed. So the the more tech, technology aspect of it, I think, is probably the biggest thing is that, you know, where we felt more inclined to use paper tests and things like that, I think that they prefer things done on like an iPad. I think they're used to that. Most schools are going to that. Um, and so how they receive the information, I think overall, I think Chick-fil-A has done a phenomenal job at giving us those tools to really support the the new way that people learn, um, you know, through pathways and things like that. And pathways is not perfect. I mean, I'm not saying that. I know Chick-fil-A also is working on a new pathways. I'm super excited about the things that they're doing there. Um, but I, I do appreciate that uh, that Chick-fil-A is trying to keep up with that. Um, and so I think, again, like I said, I think foundationally, I think that the way that the that they need training has not changed. The information needs to be the same. I think it's just the delivery method that's really changed. Um, I think that's the I think that's the biggest piece. All right, I'm going to put you in the hot seat here. So operators are listening to this. They've heard a lot about uh, what you went through with the pandemic. They've heard the passion that you have around training. They've heard that you've got some dedicated leadership. You're uh, continuing to reinvent yourself in this in this sphere. What is one piece of advice that you would have for operators who are looking on at Chick-fil-A for training resources, coming to lead well and looking for operator stories or operator tools as it relates to training. They're trying to navigate pathway. What is one piece of advice that you would share? Don't just sit your team members down and expect them to train themselves. I, I think that that is the least amount of care that we can show someone. There, Chick-fil-A has become very complex and nuanced over the time that I've been with it. And um, and I think that the the biggest gift, the greatest gift that we can give our team is our time. And we can really invest in them and investing them in the right moment, which is when they're first starting, when they need the most support, uh, I think is absolutely vital. And so taking those systems that you're looking at, there's not gonna be one perfect system. My system is not perfect. We still are, it, you know, it's it's not even close to where I want it to be or where I visualized it being the retraining inside the restaurant, things like that. But make it make it your own. But the key the key thing that you just should not leave out is is investing with other people in the new people that are starting. Fantastic. Well, that will do it for today's episode. If you're looking to find, develop, and launch top talent, Leadwell is your go-to resource for articles, videos, podcasts, and all other Chick-fil-A operator and third-party expert curated content. And if you've got questions, send them in. Send those to leadwell at chickfilacom We'll answer them on the podcast. For Karen and Missy, I'm Chris Hodnett, and we will talk with you soon. Leadwell shares leadership, talent, and culture resources, ideas, and tools from franchised operators and third-party experts to inspire franchised operators and their teams to find, develop, and launch top talent. As independent franchisees, Chick-fil-A operators solely determine the employment, leadership, and management practices in their businesses. 